Americans, for example. And they had a small division that experimented with vaccines and cures for biological weapons, like anthrax and ricin. A week before he quit RCK, Sean hacked into PBM to pull vaccine documentation because Colton believed they'd accidentally contaminated a shipment of vaccines with a biotoxin and were working double time to cover it up. He had some circumstantial evidence pulled from news feeds and press releases, but Colton wanted to destroy the company because he blamed them for the death of his brother, Travis. The problem was Colton couldn't break through their network, and he'd been reaching out to Sean to take the job. It was blatantly illegal, something Duke would never have approved, even if it wasn't at the behest of Colton. But the assignment gave Sean an in with Colton, a way to regain his trust. What Sean found was far more worrisome than a cover-up that hadn't actually resulted in any deaths. It appeared that PBM was not only researching cures for biotoxins, but also creating a bioweapon themselves. They had a government contract to provide vaccines to low-income communities, but Sean could find no contract that gave them permission to experiment in biological weapons. Unfortunately, there were only hints and no solid evidence or documentation accessible through their network. That meant Sean needed to go on-site. The safest way to get on-site was to clone a badge. That's what this exercise tonight was for. The only problem was that Sean didn't think Colton's philanthropic concern about a private company creating biological weapons was the only reason Colton wanted to get inside the building. Ten years ago, it would have been enough. Today, Sean knew that Colton was working for someone else, someone whose identity Colton wouldn't confide to Sean. Sean took a long, slow breath as he straightened his bow tie. After tonight, there was no going back. Sky Jansen walked up next to him and looked at their reflection in the hotel mirror, her dark lipstick glistening against her perfect straight teeth. You're still gorgeous in a tux, Sean. He caught her eyes in the reflection. Stop. She gave him a fake, quizzical look, her chin tilting defiantly. There was no doubt in his mind that Skye knew exactly what she was doing, but she'd never admit it. Aren't you uptight, sugar? He stepped away from Skye, not overly concerned about his appearance. The tux was a failsafe. In case he was caught, it would be better if he appeared to be a guest at the museum charity event, and not a thief. But he wouldn't be caught. This was something he was particularly good at. Correction. He wouldn't be caught if everyone on his team did their job right. This was the third crime Sean had committed in as many weeks, all in preparation for the big job at Fam Bonner Medical. Sean hoped he'd learn exactly what Colton had planned before Thursday night's job. Otherwise, he'd be going in blind. He was already getting nervous. He'd known Skye, Colton, and Hunter Nash since college, but two were new to Colton's group.
and Sean didn't trust either one of them. He'd been quietly checking into their backgrounds, but so far nothing stood out. What really bothered Sean was that Colton had far too much money to spend on this project. The overall plan sounded like Colton, but the execution required access to a gold card. Colton had never been one for having big bucks. U.S. Senator Jonathan Paxton was the gold card. Yet Sean's friend hadn't said anything about his benefactor. This greatly worried Sean. For now, he needed to focus on the job, because one mistake would cost him his life or his freedom. Sean valued both. Skye took a step toward him and stroked her long fingers down his back. Sean, honey? He turned around and was face to face with his ex-girlfriend.